Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Redeemable. I'm your host, Josh Hornberger, and today we have a special guest, the cover star of Hot and Heavy Magazine, and my lifelong friend, Noah Loveless. Noah, it's great to have you on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. So for every fourth episode, we're going to have a guest feature, and they're going to choose the topic we're going to talk about. So Noah chose one of the most challenging topics there are, mental health. At first, I wasn't so sure, but after looking at the statistics, we realized it's a subject that needs to be discussed. According to World Health Organization, as of 2017, 300 million people around the world have depression. The same data also states that 17.3 million adults in the United States have experienced a major depressive episode in the past year. Nearly 50% of all people diagnosed with depression are also diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Some of the worst pain you can face is on the inside, whether that be depression, anxiety, OCD, or PTSD. So Noah, I got a question for you. What does it mean to be healthy? I would say being healthy is eating healthy, being active, and making sure you're just in general good health. Right. So think of a famous fitness model, okay? He works out every day, he eats lean protein and vegetables with every meal, but he suffers with depression. Would you consider him to be healthy? No. Why's that? Because he's not there mentally. Right. The way I see it, being healthy is like a three-legged stool. One leg of the stool is your physical health, which is staying active, eating the right foods, avoiding sickness. It's your physical well-being. Next is your mental health. This regards your emotions, your thoughts, and how you react to things. Do you have a sufficient amount of serotonin? If not, this might be contributing to a mental illness. Lastly, comes the third leg of the stool, which is usually forgotten about, your spiritual health. How is your relationship with God? Did you read your Bible today? Are you walking closely with God, or are you half a mile behind? If someone walks up to a stool and sits down, they are relying that all three legs are strong enough to support them. That stool will only support the person if all three legs are strong. In the same way, to be considered healthy, your body, mind, and soul must be healthy. Because you could be spiritually and physically healthy, but if you're struggling daily with depression, it's going to be hard to get out of bed. That would be like the same person sitting on a different stool. But this stool has two strong legs and one broken one. What's going to happen when he sits down? He's going to fall. And because we don't want you to fall, we're going to be talking on mental health one of the most common broken legs of the stool, and how to fix it. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Noah Loveless. And back in high school, my first year, I played football. And I loved football, man. I was good at it, too. I wanted to go pro. I wanted to get scholarships. I wanted to be the next big guy on campus. But then, during practice, I tore my meniscus in half. And it hurt. And I mean, it hurt. So I went to the doctor to get it checked out. At first, we didn't think it was going to be that bad. He told me I could probably be on the field next week. Then something happened that next week. Same injury. I fell on it, and I made it worse. Because I didn't take the right steps to keep it safe. I went back to the doctor. He told me I had to get an MRI. I didn't know what that was. I was scared. And I got the MRI. Turns out, I now have to have a surgery on that knee that I thought was fine. And I couldn't play football. 
He told me I might not be able to play football ever again. And that made me go down a bad road. It felt like I couldn't get happy. Because the one thing I thought I was going to do for my entire life, my dream in life, it felt like it just got taken away from me. And I'm not going to lie. I got mad. I got real mad. I thought to myself, why, God? Why would you do this to me? But then I realized, I'm not looking at the bigger picture. Maybe God has something in plan for me. And in fact, he did. Yeah, I went through probably one of the worst times of my life. But God has helped me use that to help other people with problems they have had. So I take my depression and I actually think of it more as a gift that God let me go through to help other people. Yeah, it may not seem like a good thing, but who knows? Maybe down the road, you could turn into a positive action and you can help someone who is going through it just like you. Life is hard. Life has been hard since the fall of man and sin entered the world. One thing's for certain. We are not promised an easy time. I mean, we looked at the stats. Depression unchecked leads to suicide. And suicide is the second leading cause of death among people ages from 10 to 34. And it's the 10th leading cause of death in the U.S. Mental illness is something most people do not like to talk about. But as we can see, it is a rapidly growing issue that is leading to many deaths. A lot of people are dealing with bad storms in their lives, regardless of whether you have depression or not. You just got to remember, every good day has its bad days. So really, this message appertains to all of us, because everyone has dealt with a storm. And today, we're going to read a story in the Bible about a storm. A storm so bad that it threatened the lives of the 12 disciples, and what Jesus did about it. In Mark 4, we find Jesus preaching to the multitude by the Sea of Galilee. And once Jesus had finished, he turned to his disciples in Mark 4, verse 35. It reads, And the same day, when the evening had come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over into the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him into the ship. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and saith unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And Jesus arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What matter of man is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. So in Mark 4, we find Jesus telling his disciples to enter into a ship in the Sea of Galilee. And when the disciples entered, Jesus said, let us pass to the other side. When God says, let's go to the other side, you're going to the other side. Now, the Sea of Galilee is surrounded by hills. It is 680 feet below sea level. So unexpected storms are common. And most of the disciples were experienced fishermen. So storms were nothing new to them, but this storm was different. Mark records a great storm of wind and waves beat into the ship. I can just imagine the heavy rain and the lightning ripping through the dark sky. As the boat soon began filling up with water, all the while Jesus was just sleeping below deck. Peter, James, and John must have been paling out the water 
as Thomas, Matthew, and Simon were lowering the sails, and the other six disciples were probably throwing things overboard, trying to stay afloat. We don't know what they were doing. But what we do know is these experienced fishermen were terrified. In the next verse, we find the disciples waking up Jesus, saying to him, Wake up! Do you not care that we die? And so Jesus rose, walked out onto the deck, facing the storm, and simply spoke, Peace be still. Immediately, the storm ceased, and the waves were calm. Then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, Why are you all so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? In life, not every day is a sunny day. Sometimes the sky is gray. Sometimes a storm comes through. Sometimes a storm can come without warning and ruin someone's day, like a rock cracking your windshield. And sometimes a storm can come in over time. And if not fixed, it can ruin someone's life. Depression is that kind of storm. But depression, you don't get a flash flood warning on your phone. It comes in gradually. And once inside, it will tear you apart from the inside out. A dark cloud could seem to come over you, and a deep sadness occurs that can last for long periods of time. So, Noah, what are some signs that someone's dealing with depression? Well, you could get really sad or angry. You could get really anxious and just have really bad anxiety issues. You could look at yourself and think you're not good enough and have that low self-esteem issue. Or you could just lose interest in your favorite hobbies and lose interest in things in general. One thing's for certain, though. Depression changes a person. Depression is an internal sickness, an internal problem. And when people have an internal problem, they look for an external solution. Depression is not a sin. But sometimes, people struggling with depression use sin as a coping method, such as partying with the wrong crowd, premarital sex, drinking and doing drugs, all in an effort to feel something again. And you'll continue to go farther and farther into sin until you look back and realize how far you've gone from who you are. It's like Ravi Zacharias said, who unfortunately died earlier this year, sin will take you farther than you want to go keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. Momentary pleasure will not fix your problem. Only in Jesus can you find peace. Philippians 4 verse 7 says, The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into thy own understanding. So when you're out at sea and you get caught in the storm, when the thunder rolls in and the sky goes dark, when the waves crash in and your boat begins to sink into the sea, what are you going to do? Trust me, it's easy just to give up and sink. It's easy for the depression to take over. You begin to get thoughts in your head like, I feel so alone. But Hebrews 13 verse 5 says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Nobody cares about me. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 says, Cast all your care upon him for he cares for you. Nobody understands me. Proverbs 2 verse 6 for the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. I'm ugly. Psalms 139 verse 14 says, For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I feel so broken. Psalms 147 verse 3 says, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Do you see the contrast here? Everyone has experienced self-doubt. Everyone struggles with these negative thoughts. But they're lies. How do I know they're lies? Because the Bible, God's word, the truth contradicts them. As soon as you separate the lies from the truth, that's when healing begins.
As soon as you realize and say to yourself, yeah, I'm in a storm and yeah, it's pretty bad, but I'm not going to worry. Why? Because there's someone else in my boat and his name is Jesus. So I'm going to stay faithful to him because Jesus is more powerful than my depression or my anxiety or my fear or any storm in my life. And so when you're in a storm and you think all hope is lost, remember, Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. You are wonderfully made and he cares for you. And you may not understand why you're going through the storm, but you got to remember that the Lord gives knowledge and understanding and he heals the broken. Let me say it again. God heals the broken, but he does it on his time. God created time after all. Therefore, he makes the rules of it. What does that mean? When you're in a storm and you pray for divine peace and God doesn't answer you right away, doesn't mean God forgot about you. It means now is just not the right time. Now is not his time to act. Romans 8 verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. It does not say all things are good. It says all things work together for good. If you are struggling with depression, it does not mean God is mad at you. It may be hard to accept this, but the thing is, we cannot understand God's timing. I am human. He is God. All I can see is my current problem, but God sees your entire life story. And as the author of life and time, he decides when to bring peace to your storm. Psalms 27 verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Some might say, so you're going to trust and wait on an invisible God to fix your problem? Yup, that's what we call faith. Jesus' own disciples quickly became faithless when the storm came. And Jesus corrected them. Why are you afraid? Where is your faith? Have faith in God. Once you separate the lies in your head from God's truth, when you understand God abides by his timing for your benefit, and when you establish faith in God through your storm, then you are able to deal with your depression the correct way. Now, after extensive research, Noah and I created a list of five things you can do to combat the ugly storm of depression. Number one, find your purpose. Begin to use your talents that God has given to you. Maybe start playing the piano. Maybe learn how to cook. Or maybe just go outside and plant a small little garden. Do something that makes you happy and glorifies God, but most importantly, re-energizes yourself. Number two, set goals for yourself. Each day, write three tasks that you want to accomplish for the day. You can start it off real easy. Task number one, wake up and make your bed. First thing in the morning, you're already more organized and motivated than you would have been if you hadn't. Keep yourself motivated. Number three, seek a counselor. Mental health is a topic most people don't like to talk about. If you struggle with depression, it is very important to reach a professional. Because Josh and I, at the end of the day, we're not professionals in mental health. And if you can't reach out to a professional, maybe talk to a parent or close friend. It helps. Number four, do not isolate yourself. It is vital that when you are depressed, not to become a turtle and hide. God said it is not good for man to be alone, 
and so he created woman. We are social beings. It is very important not to distance yourself when feeling depressed, especially from your loved ones. Number five, spend time with Jesus. Jesus must be in the healing process. Whether it's just reading your Bible, going to church, or praying to God about what you're going through. Jesus has to be in the healing process if you want to get better. Because only through Jesus will you have peace, happiness, and truth. David wrote a little about him going through a hard time in Psalms 40, verse 1 through 3, which goes along with the message. It reads, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear, and will trust in the Lord. If you have an internal problem, you need an internal solution. If you have depression, you cannot fix it with alcohol, pornography, or drugs. Only through Jesus will you find exceeding, lasting happiness. We call this joy. Habakkuk 3 verse 17 reads, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail. The fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Everything in your life could go wrong. But through Christ, you'll have joy through it all. Joy defeats depression, and you'll only find joy through Jesus Christ. The Bible verse for today is Psalms 55, verse 22. Cast your burdens on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And remember, you are custom made. You are loved. And you are redeemable. redeemable.